Viaje Seguros and Sequero Rizan listeners, we are currently second in line for takeoff and will be in the air in approximately two minutes' time. We ask that you please fasten your seatbelts and secure all baggage underneath your seat or in the overhead compartments, that your seats and tray tables are in the upright position, and all personal electronic devices are switched off. Oh, wait. Oh, you say you're listening to Uber Cinco, the podcast game show where we deep dive top fives? Oh, by all means, keep that bad boy switched on. Guten Tag and Bienvenidos. Today, our contestants will reveal and defend their top five modes of transportation. Our first contestant just flew in from Minnesota, and boy, are his arms tired. It's Mitch Brinkman. Oh, hey, how you doing there? Oh, gosh, yeah, real good. Yeah, real good. Mitch, uh, how, are you, yeah. how are you doing? How are you spending the evening? You just relaxing there? Or oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to. Got a big old mason jar of uh, of a cocktail I made over here. You hear you hear the ice kind of jingling. I, I hear that. Here. I see that. What's, what yeah. what do you got in there? Is that of your own creation? Oh yeah, I call it the slimy Texan. <laughs> what's <laughs> what, what's the recipe for a slimy Texan? Well, you know, number one base ingredient is uh, Texas's number one um, soft drink, do, uh, Dr Pepper. But this, of course, you know, gotta watch the the waistline. So I've got Diet Cherry Dr. Pepper in here. A little bit of lime juice just to bring me south of the border. And then uh, a, a bit of bitters, you know, just, just to remind me, you know, life isn't always that great. And then and then vodka, which, which just just kind of uh, just kind of settles right in there to the to the cola. And, and you don't really taste it that much, which is the way I like it. You know, I, I just kind of want to taste my Diet Cherry Dr. Pepper. Hey, Thank hey, you, hey. Slimy Texan. A, a drink devised by a Minnesotan who's mm. clearly never been to Texas. <laughs> Have you been to Texas, Mitch? Oh no, 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 no! Too many, much too, too much many too wide open there. spaces without snow. You know. So, <laughs> all right, facing off against Mitch is the man who just missed his bus to Berwyn and had to chase after it all the way home. And boy, is he exhausted! It's Brian Ernst. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, I just made it. This is hot. I would not miss this for anything in the world. All Fuck right, Brian. pace. Fuck CTA. <laughs> God damn it. <sighs> Brian Brian is a Brian is a driver. We'll 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 come to that later on the show. Uh, <sighs> All right, so the boys are going to list off their uh, top five lists of modes of transportation. I'll be scoring out each round from one to three points as I see fit. And we'll have an Uber stare down if they have the same answer. This is your first time listening and you don't know what an Uber stare down is. Don't worry. We were unable to conceive of a game with complicated rules. You will catch on. As always, (laughs) I'll get to institute a house rule. And today's rule is bonus points may be awarded to any contestant who can genuinely move me wow oh my god okay i'm i am absolutely gonna win this one i I know for (laughs) sure oh yeah 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 yeah. all right and don't Uh, forget to stick around to the end of the show for my fast five send-off the top five chairs of all time oh my god chairs okay you've done tables before you've done doors and now you're doing chairs and i'm doing chairs you're a madman what a madman What's next? Blinds? I just I just look stoops. I look around what's near me, what I see, and I list. I'm a listing machine. All right, Brian, you won the pre-show self-driving hovercraft building competition, so you can go first. Yep, that was that engineering degree I got at community college. Thank you very much. Thanks, COD, right? (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, my list today, I'm going to bookend. Okay. Uh, my number five is going to be something that requires a lot of energy to propel mm. physically. Mm. And my last one will not, but this number five, and again, thank you to Zach Kraft for submitting this idea to us. Um, number five, I'm going with the paddle boat. Now oh. a paddle boat is something that reminds me of my, my childhood, especially going to Naperville, Illinois to go feed the ducks. This is something we used to do when I was a kid. And now I haven't been, I have not been on a paddle boat since. What, and now, now just describe what exactly the paddle boat is in case of nobody's boat. been on a paddle boat. You need boat. a description of the paddle boat. Well, here is what a paddle boat is. It's a boat that you sit in that you have to pedal and mm-hmm. it's an absolute dog shit design. Now, <laughs> <laughs> this thing... First of all, it's the only boat 
that's like truly a square. It's not even a rectangle like a pontoon. It is a square, usually just a two-seater, which makes it extremely difficult to get in if whoever you are riding with is not exactly of equal weight to you. (laughs) It's a little bit more balanced uh, front to back in a canoe. When you were in a paddle boat, oh boy, you better hope someone was on the treadmill that week because one, (laughs) you got to shed the pounds. Two, you need those feet of pedaling. Now, we used to do this where we'd go all the way out. (laughs) This isn't my favorite mode of transportation, by the way. It's just the best because of how poorly designed it is. (laughs) Because it's like, even if you're pedaling at your fastest, you will not go above 0.5 knots. I don't know what that equates Mm -hmm. to in miles, but that is horseshit. And then these are slow. These are slow. Basically you're balancing on this little, uh, uh, gravitational point in the middle Mm -hmm. you're trying to make the turn with this little rudder thing you have in the middle all you can do is twist this to go around and if you're twisting with the person who's on the heavy side you are almost for sure flipping in this thing (laughs) and you are not getting back in we've seen we've seen people get stranded out there with people who are terrified of water and what's even more embarrassing is like this pond you know is three feet deep but they force you to wear a life vest. So you don't even look cool on this thing, but it is an amazing form of transportation because it just, a couple of things I almost submitted to you guys were sales videos for the people trying to sell you on the new form of paddle boat. The technology has not changed. And the video I sent for you guys to look at was an instructional video. You look at this boat and you know how to use it. Yet there was a 25 point instructional video to make sure you get on it safely. <laughs> and it's just a wonder of the uh, of the modern water world, these paddle boats. Well, I, I did watch the, the video you sent advertising the uh, Pelican model. Mm-hmm. And it, it had the great uh, quote, if you want fun, look no further. And I thought, yeah, don't look to the left or right and see the people having real fun on jet skis because yes. I, I I have to I have to do this as I scarcely mention every five minutes I used to live mm-hmm. in England and oh, sure. over there the paddle boat is not called a paddle boat did you live in in, in Liverpool right in it in England <laughs> I, I live in you Scunthorpe live? you know this oh Scunthorpe yes oh god I love Great, so, great beef area. Lots of good cattle coming out of that spot. They, they call the they call the paddle boat a pedalo, and I did not know this. And so I heard somebody telling a story about how they went to the park and sent the kids down to the pedalo at the park. And I thought this is a horrifying idea. I don't think you should do that. But eventually, I figured it out. Uh, anyways, Brian, the, the the paddle boat is your number five, Mitch. What is your number four or I'm number five? S- let's 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 keep it doing. Let's play by the rules, yeah, and you yeah. will go with your number five. Number yeah. five, yeah. Um, I, I, Brian, I just want to say my my uncle had a paddle boat on his lake, and so I did a lot of paddle boating as a kid, and we took it across the lake and back, and I mean it it was kind of a fun little thing. But also, I can I can I can tell you exactly what your parents were doing with you though, on this paddle boat. They weren't, um, and thankfully they weren't sending you to the pedalo, um, <laughs> but. <laughs> They were just tiring you out. That's all they were doing. They're like, let's just get these kids fucking tired so they fall asleep and we don't have to listen to them yammer and yammer on about fucking ducks anymore because they haven't realized that ducks are just kind of boring. Um, they're, they're just rats of the pond. You know, that's really all they are. So, One, you're looking yeah. at a city boy. So a duck is fascinating. We don't, have, <laughs> we don't have any actual really other live animals anywhere else near us. Mm-hmm. So when we see a duck, we know we've gone far west enough away from Chicago that we're seeing wildlife. Number two, we would always give up as children way too easy to the point where my dad is huffing and puffing just to get that boat back to dock. And he would like, would you pedal already? No, just get me home. Blah, blah, blah. So, no, we ended up tiring out pops. That's what we did. I cannot imagine your dad smiling on a paddle boat in any circumstance. <laughs> not for one second. It's not something that's going to happen. I think the only time it happens is is when he leans over and then lets the boat go back the other way and Brian falls into the water. Then he's then he's smiling and laughing maybe. But. That is his dream. And I think that's why he's been trying to get me on a paddle boat ever since. <laughs> Um, well, let me let me move it forward here with my number five here. I'm, I'm going to give you a classic one here. And if anyone here says, 
I don't think that sounds like a good way to transport yourself, then I'm just going to say it. You are a lousy human. So my number five is the 1992 Lincoln Town Car Stretch Limousine. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think we do have a little – I would love to play a little clip just to just to give you a taste of Please. what it's like to let's, shop for a limousine at a dealership. Let's let's hear this. This will be yeah. fascinating. Here we have a 1997 Lincoln Town Car wow. limousine. <laughs> it's a pretty nice shape for a 1997. Ooh, okay. Actually, really oh. nice. <laughs> That's in really yeah, good ice. shape for a 97. Set up glasses, yeah. Comes all the glasses. All comes glasses. with a, a, a television set that has a VHS player right inside of it. Are you kidding me? Wow. Are you kidding me? Um, so, but but the but the perfect '92 Lincoln Town Car Stretch Limo comes stocked to the freaking brim with. You guys can already guess it. Ice cold Coca Cola. It's got to be. There's no diet here. This is classic original. And mm-hmm. then big floppy and greasy Peppy Boy Pizza. Uh, and then also it's just overflowing with 10 year olds, just, you know, like they're not drinking the booze, you know? Oh, I just, sorry, sorry. I'm also 10 in this situation. There we go. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. a pet, not a pedal. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is not a, this is not a pedal limo. No, definitely. Not. Are you all, um, are you all trying to escape from New York as well? <laughs> <laughs> we, we could only dream of going to New York. No, this is after we tried real hard during the, uh, the um, the school drive where you go out and you raise money for your for your St. Luke's Elementary School, and then yeah. guess what? You raise a hundred dollars, you get to go on a limo ride, my friend. Twenty five minutes spinning around St. Paul, slopping down cheese pizza, slugging down your cokes. Um, there's no way to uh, feel more like a millionaire than riding in a limousine. Also, I'm sure you guys know the the film. God, what was it called? That was filmed in St. Paul. It was a film about kids who played hockey oh yeah mighty ducks baby uh, gordon bombay american this classic. is the exact same limo god i love it also the same limo uh frankie sharper sharp records from tommy boy as well he's riding in a freaking lincoln car stretch <laughs> he's watching tv on his little tv with the v- v- uh, vhs in it this is just a classic way to ride i haven't been in a limo since uh boy 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 god is it like i think it was college i got when it took a limo to uh prom actually um, went to prom in college i th- i think the paul had a prom <laughs> or, or it was like a winter dance of some sort okay it was the one formal i went to in college uh and, and we rented a limo and i it's just it brought me right back to high school again and yeah. my pizza party days as a 10 year old and it just it, it just felt so cool well, um limo is really never there never enough knee room li- limos are like the they're really cool for 10 year olds it was like we were <laughs> yeah. we were yeah. convinced when we were kids like oh a limo we thought that rich people just rode around in limos all the time that was like their car so if we mm-hmm. saw a limo we were like, oh, my God, Michael Jordan's probably in that limo. I bet he's there, even though we were at the mall in Galesburg. But really, a limo. My question is, well, first of all, yeah. I watched the entire video of that salesman with his 97 yep. window. And he was really reaching because he, you know, in the in the car, you got the, the oh, shit handles that, you know, mm-hmm. you want to yes. reach up and like, mm-hmm. ah, there's there were there were like four of those in this, this 97 limo. And the guys, the quote was. <laughs> And we got handles all over the place. <laughs> like that's, that was his selling point. <laughs> that was fantastic. Um, but my question is, what yep. do you think the world record is for the limo driver who has the most times had to drive around randomly on prom night while somebody lost their virginity in the back? My guess is that uh, it had to be someone who lives in an area with some wealthy high school kids who are wealthy enough to, to think, I get to fuck in the back of this limo. But they're <laughs> not so wealthy that they just have like a nice second house or a cabin to go to. So they the limo's got to be the place where they're, where they're uh, you know, uh, plowing or whatever. So I'm going to guess I'm going to guess a New York suburb. OK. Uh, somewhere yes. in Jersey. So the guy's probably name is Frank. Uh, pro- maybe like an Italian last name, you know, something like that. Uh, let's call him Frank Cerrone. You know, he's Frank he's, Cerrone. <laughs> Frank Cerrone. Hey. That's better because my name I was going to make up was Gasponzo. <laughs> You're, <laughs> yeah. You're a little quicker, a lot more realistic than mine. And and and, and Frank Frank has been driving a limo for, for almost four decades, he likes to tell people. <laughs> and, 
and he's he he's had he's had over twenty five young couples explore each other's bodies in the back of his. <laughs> I was gonna say how, how uncomfortable is it as Frank's family members that every time he has to use that phrase, it's like I was driving the kids around, they started exploring each other's bodies. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's his phrase. Oh. I couldn't remember truly when the last time I was in a limo. So instead I found a photo and I just sent it to the both of you in your Gmail. I saw it. This was the last time I was in it. This It's so I sad that we are in not- audio format because you have, oh, this is a delightful picture. This has to, to be, this, this right has now. to be to the look. YouTube thumbnail. It has to be. So please listeners yes. check out the YouTube <laughs> thumbnail for this episode. What the fuck? <laughs> that was the last time. So Wait. I'm sitting there. Brian, 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 are you sitting there with Frank Cerrone? Is that Frank? (laughs) (laughs) It was his night off. He got to ride in the back seat. (laughs) (laughs) So this is my uncle's wedding in November in uh, Vegas. That is my other uncle next to me on the left. And my uncle who got married, his stepson right there. The poor kid was so upset he had to sit next to him. He's not sitting next to you. You're sitting on top of him. (laughs) (laughs) This kid is this kid like ten percent of this kid's body is visible. <laughs> Brian's Brian's head. If there was a sunroof, Brian's shoulders would be outside of it, but it's not. I have never felt so out of place in my entire life. I was taking up so much room, and they told us this thing was a six seater. And we get in this, and I'm like, no, it's not. Not for Brian. Not for the big wet boy. Oh. oh yeah. right. as, as host, I'm, I'm cutting off the us talking about a visual thing on an audio-only platform. I want the listeners to go look at this, please. We'll, we'll include a link in the show notes. Yes. We'll include a link in the it show notes. It has to be seen to be believed. Brian, your face, too. You're just so, this little smile on your face. You're just like, yep, I, I'm sitting on this kid. All right. All right. I, I, I got I to gotta score this round. Um, Mitch, this is this might be the easiest three points I've ever given. This limo thing yes. was thank you. Thank just you. a delight thank from you. start to finish. <sighs> Brian, for the, uh, for the pedalo, I'm going to go ahead and give you uh, <laughs> two points as... It was that is a fair score. It was, it, it was a lot of it was a fun story and and a lot of great details in your anecdotes, but also it reminded me of the time that I had to ride one of these things and how how bad my <laughs> quads were burning. So uh, we'll we'll move on to the number four round. Brian, it's back over to you now. Number four is a mode of transportation I never personally got to enjoy. So I'm just gonna play the commercial for the toy that I never received. Oh. So these are moon shoes, <laughs> little trampolines for your feet. Now these are the. This is one of the toys. This is the, the Sockum Bopum era. This is the. Uh, I'm trying to think what other the Razor Scooter era. We've talked about that mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. This the, is the where shoes, moon shoes. The shoes with the the little wheel in the back. You know, uh, Heelys. Yes, Heelys. that was, a, right about was the around same that time too. Heelys have made a comeback. Heelys have made a huge comeback. Yep. So these moon shoes are basically rubber bands strapped around a plastic piece that you would put your sh- put on as shoes and basically you could jump it wouldn't help your vertical at all let's be honest no, you would just kind of bounce ar- you would just kind of bounce around but it was supposed to feel like you were walking on the moon <laughs> and uh I-, I don't know how many christmases in a row this was the one i would put the sticker on the toys r us catalog like I'm dead. I need moon shoes. And like, this is something that I've completely <laughs> outgrown to the point where I can't even go back to it. Cause it like moon shoes are probably have a weight limit of about 40 pounds. So once I reached past the era of being only the weight of a bag of topsoil, it, it's, it's, this is not <laughs> this is not something I'm going to be able to return to. Bag of, <laughs> but that, that was, actually, I remember that was what we put on your Tinder uh, profile when we made that was bag of topsoil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Each one of his cheeks is uh, heavy as a bag of topsoil, good enough to smack like you're in the aisle 15 of the Home Depot. So, uh, yeah, moon shoes would be something I would love to find an adult version of. 
Mm-hmm. And just go into public with them. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go into Mariano's or Jewel and Moon Shoes. <laughs> it's it's not inconceivable. I mean, I I saw at a I was at a I was at a, I think it was one of the Mariano's here in Chicago, a grocery store, and some grown adult came in on roller skates. Just like I'm oh. just gonna still oh. be in my roller skates inside, and then of course they reached down to like get some some eggs out of the the well, and they just completely yes. wiped out and knocked some groceries <laughs> yeah. out of somebody's hand, and I couldn't help myself, and I I, I was walking very fast past them because I didn't want to deal with the consequences of what I said, I but I, I was like. This wouldn't happen if you grew up and put on shoes <laughs> and, just like, and just kept going. <laughs> and I never looked around and just looked behind me to see if, if it burned anybody or not. But but boy, was I thinking it as loud as I possibly could. Um, but what if a hero rose from the shadows in moon shoes <laughs> and bounced in was able to save the well, day? Uh, these I I'd, I'd never had a pair of moon shoes, but I did know people who had moon shoes. And I lived on a I lived on a block with uh, several kids who were within like three years of my age on either side, and so we we played a lot of basketball together. We ha- the, the trampoline showed up eventually, thank God, and we could have some real fun. Yes, but the, yeah, the yes. moon shoes arrived before that, and there was an adjustable basketball hoop, so it was lowered to the lowest setting, so you could try to mm-hmm. dunk when you were a really little kid. <laughs> and so these <laughs> yeah. the nobody could quite dunk yet, but then the moon shoes showed up. And we're like, all right. <laughs> the moon shoe guy came over and he was like, all right, I'm going to be the first one to dunk in my moon shoes. But what you don't take into account in in a vertical jump situation is the run up. <laughs> and so yes. you, the run up <laughs> yeah. and gather. And so this guy tried to run up and gather in the moon shoes and he had not rehearsed this beforehand. <laughs> and he just <laughs> face planted into the stanchion holding the basket up and uh that was pretty much the end of the moonshoe career on South Main Street in <laughs> Roseville, the Illinois. Them, the bottom of them were just hollow plastic. Yeah. So if you're running on concrete, those things are slipping or the hero and the jewel. He's, he's slipping on the tile. They're, they're not great for anything other than than grass. But the brilliance of the marketing was being able to convince me, an eight, nine, 10 year old, that this was going to change the way I got around. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know how many Christmases in a row that I, I hope that was going to be it. How to feel like an astronaut, how to get around faster. Much like the pedalo situation, I can't I can't imagine your dad smiling while walking next to you in Target. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be the one who just show, yeah, there I am floating, my arms are just gallivanting, I'm strolling, and then he either gets in the car and abandons me or shoves me in a bush. Those are the only two options that you can do have while we, walking. Have we had Rick on the show yet just, in any capacity? Because if we need Rick we really, on the show, we let a hundred episodes guy show. and have not had Rick even just call in and, and roast us. <laughs> we need to do like a like a top five action movies and get Rick on here, man. You know, do something oh. like that. Yeah. Put him in his Why, wheelhouse. So one through four could be Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, can I have moon shoes? How about some earth work boots, buddy? How about I, that? How about you get some earth work boots? How about that? I think maybe I, we, might, yard a little we bit. might have to pause the show while I rewrite my Fast Five and just do my favorite Rick Ernst quotes that I've heard him say in your household. <laughs> Which, which I actually, I'm just, I'm just going to, I might have to reuse these later when we have them on, but the two that come to mind are when he just deadpan, like absolutely a hundred percent serious when Beyonce, like there was a Beyonce commercial or something and somebody made some comment that wasn't even remotely disrespectful. And Rick just turned around and said, nobody will disrespect the queen bee in my presence and walked out of the room. And then the number one, maybe my favorite thing I've ever heard anybody say. So Brian's father is Rick, his mother is Karen. Is, is Rick saying, Karen, I love you, but there are too many goddamn wheat thins in this house. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> 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 All right, uh, uh, Mitch, uh, it's your it's your turn. <laughs> let's, okay. let's go on. We'll we'll have Rick on another time. That's a little taste Oof. to keep the listeners on the hook. Be looking forward to the Rick episode. Mitch, take it away. Okay, my number four. If you 
how, how do I say this? If you guys wake up every morning with like a startling grunt, like, and all you can think of is that freaking sweet, soft, fresh pow just waiting for your gnarly ass, then my number four, which are the K2 Mindbender 99 TI skis, Ooh. are for you. Yeah. So, all right. No other Whoa. mountain wood gets you down the slopes in more style or with more ease than these two slices of heaven. God, are you there? Nope, because he left the big freaking house to put himself straight into these skis. Literally, you must <laughs> pray to him after every run. These skis are that good. The big bearded silent creep himself will be whisking you down the mountain in these slick as shit K2s. All right. And no worries, there's no burning bushes, your snow won't melt, Just there's just some filthy, nasty, gnar shredding you'll be doing in these with your pow-pow people all over the elevated ranges of your numero uno ski resort, my dudes, compadre. Okay, these are beautiful. They come in many different colors. You strap these bad boys onto your feet, and you will be sloping down those beautiful mountains with class, with speed, and hopefully like a like a half on, you know, like not a full one, but like a half on chubby kind of thing. <laughs> wait, uh, wait, oh, they are hey, hmm? a half on. Are, are we talking about the same thing that I'm thinking about? A I, half on like like it's half on, you know, or, or it's a half up, half up. Sorry, a halfy, uh, a boner, half boner, a semi, a semi, oh, a semi, a spongy, a semi, oh, quarter okay. chub. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 it's not a quarter. It's a halfer. Oh, yeah, because a quarter so, is a half. Yeah. But, so I could still get the job done is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, probably. But so, okay. <laughs> these, okay. These are fucking dope because skiing is awesome. The, the, the wind blows through your face, through your hair, um, across your cheeks. Um, snow is soft. So if you fall, no injuries, unless you're going really fast. And yeah, like, nobody's, nobody's ever lot. died in a ski accident before. <laughs> I don't have they, I don't think they have. I don't know if that's true. I don't know. Um, well, we can't prove it right now. So let's say <laughs> it hasn't happened. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I just, I just freaking skiing's awesome, and being at a ski resort is awesome. So this is like my favorite mode of transport because, or not favorite, my number four favorite, because also you can start at the top of a mountain, you can work your way down, find your own adventure, pick your own path, then you could ski right to your cabin, right to your ski chalet, right to your freaking snow mansion, whatever you want to do, right to your igloo. Maybe you built an igloo, you know. You can ski right up to it, take off your K two mind benders put them next to the front door and then go to sleep knowing that tomorrow morning you're going to wake up with that startling grunt again and have nothing but that sweet, fresh pow in your mind. Well, and those K2 mind benders will be there to pick it up for you. No, Mitch, so. this was, this was an absolutely beautiful, you painted me a picture here and I appreciate that. But I, I feel like what I feel like you're not telling us the, the part of the story that you love just as much as the mountain air and that fresh pow What's as that? you describe it. And that's, that? and that's, when you're the mode of transport and you got those bad boys over your back and you're walking through the ski lodge to get your hot chocolate with the uh, peppermint schnapps and everybody mm -hmm. is that you're the envy of the entire room. <laughs> tell me, tell me about that. Cause I feel like that's what you really like. That is true because the way ski boots are designed, you don't have a lot of mobility in your, in your ankles. Like there's not a lot of give to the boots. So you do have to kind of do like a sauntering cowboy walk. Oh yeah. So it's like the same way when you kick open saloon doors, you know, and your spurs are clicking as you go to the bar to get, you know, a horse, a bottle of whiskey, uh, a bath and a woman <laughs> for five cents. But in this case, you're in a ski lodge and each beer is, you know, 1250. Uh, but um, but Think you about how cool you would be kicking into that saloon, though, in moon shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, how are you doing? I'm here for a Ow, oh, I'm dying. I'm dying. Okay. Um, you playing poker? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are both doing the impression uh, that Mitch did of me last week. <laughs> um, but yes, no, th there is nothing. I. It is true. At, at the end of a ski day, which is always at like four o'clock. So the sun's still up, so you can still like you still feel like the day's ahead of you. Yeah, strutting strutting with your skis on your shoulder, which actually I learned strutting inside with skis on your shoulder is bad luck. You should be holding them straight up. Once you get outside, you can pop them on the shoulder. Is that true? So hopefully that is true. So hopefully I didn't know that till I went to Tahoe in March. So um, oh okay but, uh, okay oh, all right well <laughs> as long as you had a good time in Tahoe all right yeah. that's yeah. bad ski vibe bro yeah they, it's like you know like. Like when you're on the mountain, you gotta chill. But like once the sun goes down, freaking heat it up and get wild, man. You know. Um, but <laughs> but so hopefully the bar's outside and you can just like 
you know, saunter and sashay with those um, freaking K2s on your- Why I'm are like, you Australian I'm, now? I'm, this I'm is- <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. How many ski lodges in Perth did you go to? (laughs) Oh, just just the main one, which is the Big Roo. That one's not bad. Oh, God. I'm sorry. Um, I hope we have no listeners in Australia. (laughs) Just score me out. Just score me out. Yeah, I am going to score these out. And uh, so, Brian, I wrote down three points for you. I don't remember why, but I guess you're getting them. Uh, And Mitch, I'm, I'm giving you three points as well. I. I, I've never been skiing. I've never been to a ski lodge. You, you just you stoke the flame in me like Dude, that beautiful campfire at the yeah. You would love skiing as a man who can who can get up in the air because of his strong legs. He'd be a great skier. Um, I'm assuming you have pretty good balance, and uh, I'm assuming you love wearing shades, which is a great thing to wear while you're skiing. So like it's pretty badass. And then you drink beers. Oh man, I hate to say it, but you're the first person to take uh, take advantage of the genuinely moving me. Ren, you got a bonus point for that little monologue. Oh, <laughs> I just I just wrote it down. Plus one. All right, uh, we're on Sorry, the number uh-huh. three round, and Brian, it's over to you. We did not specify if these needed to be real or no. Fantasy we did not modes of transportation. So oh, the rest of mine wow. do not take place in reality. That is well within as the as well within the rules. I will allow it. Continue. Mine are all real. Just want to say that. Mine are real. (laughs) That's fine. I am going to take you back to the time 2005 for the dystopian sci-fi flick directed by Michael Bay called The Island. Do either of you remember the plot of The Island? I have... I, I watched I watched a clip before we started the show just to re-familiarize myself with it. I did not detect a plot, but I assume there was a shell of one. There is one, and it's actually not a terrible like idea for a movie. Uh, two people live in a dystopian world where they really hope to be picked for the lottery, where they get to finally go back and have this grand existence. You find out, though, that this dystopia that they're living in, they are actually clones of rich people. And when you win the lottery in the dystopia, you're actually being farmed for your organs. So the rich person on the outside that cloned themselves gets to live. That is a good idea. So it's a great topic for a movie. And it's um, uh, Ewan McGregor, Scarlett Johansson. Okay, so far I'm on board. Peacockness for both of them. So that that that. with some with bad boys era action from Michael Bay. Yeah. So pre-Transformers. Before we get to the Bay Area that we are in right now, this right, is I'm, this is. I'm better. liking everything I hear, but I have not heard of this movie in 17 years. So please tell me why it's terrible. Because <laughs> oh, it's it's not great. I mean, it's exactly what you think it's going to be. Once you hear the plot, you're like, oh, it's going to be a brief shell of an existential plot with a bunch of action, and that's exactly what it is. But the mode of transportation that jumps out to me is these jet bikes. They escape from whatever and imagine it being like a a jet ski on land that has like little fins and a Batmobile like um jet shooting out the back almost like a like a top gun fighter. That's this is like, so that's what this, this thing is so is. backwards. It's like it's like the motorcycle was invented and they're like, "Hey, we need to put a motorcycle on water." So they invented the jet ski and then they're like, "Hey, we need to put the the jet ski back on land and then they invented this thing <laughs> yeah so it's like an individual speeder from like return of the jedi but can go more than six inches off the ground <laughs> so it makes it a lot cooler and a lot better form of transportation so let me see if this clip plays just so you can hear what these things sound like the sound design in this movie is really cool So these things are pretty sick. And if you can go look up on YouTube, the jet bike scene from the island, like this thing is pretty freaking sweet. Well, here's the coolest thing I noticed from this. The windshield. Did you pick up on this? Yes. This windshield is made of diamonds held together by more diamonds because they fly (laughs) through like 27 office buildings and shards of glass are strewn (laughs) about the city like it's raining down a plague of locusts but it's glass from windows and then this little like plexiglass piece of shit on the front of this bike just never has a scratch on it (laughs) this thing's indestructible 
that was what struck it is me. Indestructible. They they were pretty cool. They were like you said the the next step in evolution of the uh, the speeders from Return of the Jedi, which that was yes. holds a, holds a yes. place in my heart. And actually, bringing up those speeders from Re- Return of the Jedi may have just genuinely moved me. And I'm writing down a little bonus point oh! for Brian. Oh dear. I was gonna say I prefer the 74Z from Air Attack, which is of course is the speeder bike that the. Uh, Stormtroopers uh, drove in Return of the Jedi. I think those are just a better, more well-designed, more beautiful piece of machinery. All right, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut this off because, and not not because of you two, but because if I start talking about Return of the Jedi, this show will be four <laughs> hours long. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm Brian. I, I I'm I'm into this, but we got to go over to Mitch. Mitch, it's yeah, time for your number enough. three. Yeah, go over to me. My th- th- this number three is uh, again most of my list is forms of transportation that don't require power. Look at that! I care about the earth. I love that. Um, <laughs> so this one is my number three. <sighs> it, excuse me, I'm going. Thank what? you. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Uh, my number three is a four-year-old tan. That's it. A <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not riding a four-year-old. No, 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 no. Uh, that was a purposeful pause. Okay, a four-year-old. <laughs> tan brown and white spotted Appaloosa horse. Right, guys? Come on. Okay. That's that's a beautiful, beautiful animal. Um, I hate you, but I'm on board with this. I know, I know. I'm going to name mine Corporal Crackers. That's his name. That's a good um, name for a horse. Right? Great horse name. Damn it. And did you you look this up? Because, you know, the, the thing about the horse racing world all the horses mm-hmm. have these weird names because you literally can never duplicate. You've got to come up with an original one. Correct. I'm pretty sure you're, I'm pretty sure you're safe with Corporal Crackers. I think I am. I did not look it up because I will not be racing my horse in races. I will be the only one riding Corporal Crackers um, on my ranch um, in I don't know, let's say Montana or something like that. Um, <laughs> and but I, I picked the Appaloosa because they have a beautiful gait. And I obviously their coats are incredible. They're spotted. Um, oh, fur yeah. is just heavenly. I love it so much. Um, and also they can reach up to 55 miles an hour. They're one of the fastest. Do they really? Damn. On the planet. Yes. For a quarter wow. mile, they can run nearly 60 miles an hour. And also I love the Appaloosa because they are bred out of a couple different horses by Native American tribe in the Pacific Northwest that originates in like Idaho and Washington. So this is, this is an American horse. You know, this yeah, is from, yeah. well, not American. It's, you know pre-america but um this is from the this is from the, the continent area. in which we live on exactly yes. exactly and so me me and corporal crackers you know we are uh w- waking up at the crack of dawn um and uh you know i'll have myself a good square breakfast i'm gonna bring him a couple apples a nice sack of oats um maybe a couple carrots you know and then him and i we're just we're, we're gonna go on the trail and we're going to, we're going to, uh, first, we're going to make our way through the foothills. We're going to climb a little bit elevation, find ourselves a little mountain stream. You know, it's cold. It's, it's clear. It's, it's, it's calm water. Um, oh, and, and what's nearby? It's a bear. Oh, <gasps> yeah. But Corporal Cracker stays calm. I stay calm. The bear realizes we're all friends, you know, and it just goes and it cleans off a raspberry bush nearby and it keeps walking and, you know, great. So we finish our, our, our drink of water and then we make our way along the, the creek farther up the mountain. And also we hear a rustling in the, in the leaves. What is that? <gasps> Something appears. Is it a wolf? Oh my God. I hope not. No. What it is, it's a beautiful woman in a wolf coat. Turns <laughs> out. <laughs> What? <laughs> no, no, dude, keep, keep going. We're, yeah, I'm on, I'm yeah, on the yeah, line yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's in, uh, she's in high heels and just and a wolf coat. coat. Okay, and a wolf coat. <laughs> and and she's she was at a fancy party at a mountaintop mansion and she's lost her way and she's been in the woods for a couple hours and she needs help. You know, um, and, <laughs> is she uh, holding her skis upright or over the shoulder? She has one ski left and she's holding it over the shoulder yeah she's doing it just right okay yep and that's why she couldn't ski down the mountain because she only had one ski left and she can't ski one-footed like i can um which i (laughs) you know i I do show off her for a little bit but um but then i suggest i say you know what i've got more food in my in my knapsack here and i've got i've got some some additional clothing how about you just lay that wolf coat down and you know and we'll make sure you get uh, warmed up and get fed and very get smooth on. okay yeah and so she pulls off yeah. the wolf coat and you know and just it's her glistening 
smooth uh, curves and body are, are exposed. And, you know, at first I go, oh, excuse me. And I, I, I avert my eyes. I'm, I'm a gentleman, of course. Yes. Also, of course. Corporal Cracker's nose, turn towards the sun, you know, turn away from the lady, mm-hmm. give her a time. And then she says, oh, no, that's okay. No, 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 you can look. And I'm like, oh, no, please, please, please. And, and she says, no, 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 that's okay. And, you know, two hours later, you know, uh, we, we make our way back down the mountain. Um, her name's Joni, and, you know, we, we live happily ever after, you know, after that beautiful afternoon by the creek. And um, <laughs> Corporal Crackers can't really look me in the eye anymore, but guess what? I still ride them every morning, you know, and um, <laughs> turns out, turns out Joni's uh, not a great partner. You know, she's. Oh, no, she's no, no, don't, 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 no, you were I, doing so well. I don't, come on. This. Hey, it is what it is. Uh, you know what? Love sometimes is fleeting, uh, you know, and I can't guarantee a happy ending with every story. You know, sometimes this is just what happens, you guys, you know. Oh, um, the, the harsh, cold sting of reality. Oh, no. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. You know what you could do to get that Appaloosa speed up, though, if you take them back to the stable and get them fitted for four moon shoes. <laughs> I mean, you might be able to go 52, 53. Have, have either of oh, you ever oh. ever shoot a horse or trimmed the, the hooves of a horse? Did you say ever shoot a horse? Have you ever shoot a horse? I have never. Oh, shoot. S-H-O-E-D. Oh, my God. Shoot. I thought you were just calmly asking, like, has anyone ever shot a horse? I was like, no. Well, I mean, well have you? I mean, if horse. you have, that would be a story <laughs> worth telling. I but I mean, if if I was in a bad car accident where the trailer attached to my truck flipped over and it's like the opening scene of a show and, like, there's no chance, I will shoot the horse with my revolver. Yes, I will do that. Uh, well, but I, um, because you know what? I made a promise uh, to that horse <laughs> and to that horse's father. <laughs> You know? Right, right. So, yep. Uh, no, I, I, I've never shooed a horse. I have stood there as my grandpa did it. That was very cool. Um, but I, I myself have never physically shooed. A I horse. have, I have, yeah. I have clipped the hooves of our family pony Bucky oh, when I was yeah, a young Bucky. man. Aww. I have clipped hooves of a pony, and I got to tell so, you, so, it was, it was not a fun thing to do. <laughs> because the a, a horse can kick <laughs> and, yeah. and what they don't like is having a 13 year old who with a sharp <laughs> instrument he has never used going after part of their body <laughs> so when you when, so when you clip a, a, a their hooves you're just cutting off like a like a deadened chunk or something is that what it is well yeah the, the hooves the like hooves are actually yeah it's it's the same cutaneous okay. matter that is like your fingernails so got they it, don't have it, any it. nerve endings there but as they grow they start to splay and sure, it's sure, sure, quite sure. uncomfortable for them all right this is what yeah. i call infotainment folks this is yes. infotainment <laughs> you just learn something about how to Saucy. clip the hooves all right i gotta stop myself here and score this out yep. um once yep. again the host is getting out of there brian uh i was i was moved uh and so I gave you a bonus point, but then Michael Bay is the, the, as we know, this was the rule we established back in episode one, the Michael mm-hmm. Bay negative point. So you only get two points there. Yep. So two plus the bonus point. That's fine. That is a uh, Mitch, I mean, that was, that was just delightful. And I wanted, I wanted so badly to talk myself into knocking you a point off because I found out that your romance failed, but I couldn't do it. I liked it too much. Thank you. I, I, I like the, the horse story and also, uh, as a fan of the greatest horse of all time, Secretariat, you moved me a little bit. I, I, knew I, I wish I wish I, I could have met Corporal Crackers. Uh, maybe one day I will. Uh, so that's going to yeah. take us to round number two. And Brian, <laughs> it's back over to you. This one is a fascinating mode of transportation. Comes all the way from season five, episode 11 of South Park called The Entity, which <laughs> main entity right here. <laughs> this mode of transportation is called It. And I am going to let Mr. Garrison explain how you get on it. It is easily operated using four flexi-grip handles. Two of them are on each side. Left side for throttle, right side for steering. The third flexi-grip is gently inserted into the anus to keep the driver in play. Oh, Brian. Uh. Oh. There we go. Now, the final flexi-grip is directly in front of the driver so that small switches can be operated with the mouth, as such. Without the visual, everyone just knows exactly (laughs) what they're looking at. 
Brian, Brian, I got to be honest with you. And I don't like to give away my, yes. my, as host, I don't like to give away my feelings before it's time to score things. But let me tell you, you got oh, some yeah? work to do here in the next three minutes. How are you going to get any points? <laughs> uh, my favorite part is the punchline of this entire joke is that no matter what this thing does to you, it still beats dealing with the airlines. Oh, well, <laughs> that okay. The, that is the entire button of this is that Mr. Garrison gets turned away at the airport, comes up with a mode of transportation that's faster and easier. If only he would just come up with a different way of riding it. Uh, but it's amazing. <laughs> it's something that sticks in my mind every time I go to an airport now. And every time I'm on a security line, I think back to this episode and start chuckling to myself. Now, this isn't my personal favorite mode of transportation. So it's up to everyone to decide if, if shoving a steering utensil up your ass is better <laughs> than dealing with Spirit Airlines, for example. Brian, Brian, when you first saw this episode, how old were you? Let's see. This year, what it came out would have been... November 2001. What a interesting time in our that, lives. That clip was the, that clip was not 21 years old. Yes it is. Wow. That came out November 5th, 2001 and it was in response to the airlines being a pain in the after ass after 9/11. After 9/11. Okay, Brian, you've moved me. You've <laughs> yes. moved me in the wrong direction. That's a minus one. I'm very yes. sad. I am. Wow. Hey, this is also the exact same time that Band of Brothers was airing. So you could either get this content to get you out of your funk or big old American stuff to get you out of your funk. Either way, we're all getting out of our funk. (laughs) Do you remember seeing this episode when you were 11 year old? I'm trying to think of when I do remember bringing it back to Rick. The first time (laughs) I learned the word masturbate from South Park Mm. because it was two guys sitting in a hot tub asking like, hey, have you ever watched another guy masturbate? And they're being nine, being like, Dad, what's masturbate mean? And without <laughs> skipping a beat, my dad would just went playing with yourself. And <laughs> <laughs> sugarcoat it or anything. It was like, that's what it is. I'm like, oh, I think I went to school the next day and told everybody the new word that I learned. <laughs> so South Park, infotainment. All right. So so I have no uh, idea how to get out of this little bit here. So I'm just going to mention my favorite mode of transition, the segue over to Mitch Brinkman. Okay. Oh, very nice. Nathan, you could have just pulled an answer out of your ass. That's all you had to do to get off the it. All right. My number two is just a, it's a luxury way to travel. This is very, very sexy. Everyone say it with me. You guys all know it. We all have, we all know and love the same one. It's uh, the 2022 C2 RX TX 300 Millennium Yellow Edition. That's right. I prefer the C2 Millennium Yellow because it comes standard. Standard. This is not add-ons. Standard. Standard. Adjustable cocaine side mirrors. Thank you. Drink cooler and quick ditch <laughs> contraband flush system. This is the jet ski you want to be on when you're ripping through the Gulf or you're ripping through a Great Lake or you're ripping through the freaking ocean, dropping gas and doing bad shit and the cops pull you over. Boom. Quick flush contraband system. Bye-bye cocaine. Bye-bye handguns. Bye-bye illegal fireworks. They will not catch me with anything. Um, but this this puppy gets off the block quick, zero to 60 in under three seconds. This thing will get your hair moving backwards and you moving up as you hit the waves. Shades not included, but highly recommended. Um, the Sea-Doo <laughs> is freaking badass. There's room for two, but honestly, I usually rip it so hard the second person falls off most of the time. <laughs> and I'm not going back because my speed needs to get got. Um, so – that's my number two. It, it's 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 self-explanatory. Um, I go fast. I love going fast. I've gone fast, and I want you guys to go fast. So that's my number two. Sea Dew three hundred XTX three hundred Millennium Yellow. That shit is mm, nasty good. Wait, you you said this base, is this is base price minimum eighteen thousand five. You want to add more bells and whistles on? As I said, the cocaine mirrors standard. Thank God. Bells and whistles. It's going to push up in the mid twenties for just a fucking jet ski. That's badass. You, you said you said two seater. This is oh, it's a, it's a jet ski. It's 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 two yes. in in line there. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's not it's not a side saddle jet ski. It's it's two in line. Well, so. I would man, I would love a. Side it's not a paddle boat jet ski. Well, because Sea Doo Sea Doo does make sort of speed boats, smaller speed boats, right? They, oh, am I making sure. Yes, yes, okay. yes, 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 this yes. is a jet ski. Right. This is a jet ski. Yeah, this is a jet ski. 
it's like a tandem jet ski, though, kind of like a lame version of a jet what, ski. You know what? The, mm-hmm. One of my favorite quotes. I'm I'm a I'm a gambler, as is Brian. One of my favorite quotes mm-hmm. is uh, Nick, the Greek famous gambler, said, "The most fun in the world is winning at poker, and the second most fun thing is losing at poker." I think that's sort of reverse here. The second most fun thing in the world is riding a jet ski. The most fun thing in the world is falling off a jet ski at high speed <laughs> and surviving with your life vest. That is exhilarating. Yep. And because you got the uh, you got the wrist thing, the kill switch yep. attached uh, to your wrist. wrist cord. And so yep. it just the thing, you know, you're within swimming distance. But here's the mm-hmm. shitty part is getting back on that jet ski after you've capsized, <laughs> especially if there's two of you. It's it's better that Mitch lost his uh, his partner three three knots back because yep. trying to get two of you onto the same capsized jet ski uh when you're out at sea that is that is tough going yeah well and and, and you know uh sh- she shouldn't have been wearing just her wolf coat on the back of the jet ski <laughs> like she should have had a life jacket on Wait, but you were she didn't. She you were sunk, you were towing her you were right towing to her and she was trying to with her one ski so yes the fastest i've ever been in real life on a jet ski 72 miles an hour oh yeah so, now we're moving i tell you what that will put some hair just all over your body and then blow it off immediately because you're going so fast. So, okay. I I, uh, I went water skiing once and I was in high yeah. school and I was with the family okay. of my girlfriend who I dated for, I don't know, four hours or something. And Did you meet her by a creek? <laughs> it, was, it was Roseville. Was we were, all, like we were by a creek the whole time. Oh. And okay, okay. Did you so, shoot? Did, did, have you ever shooed her? We... <laughs> We didn't shoe. In fact, I'm not even sure if we held hands, but uh, I didn't have a lot of game in those days. But her family was nice enough to take me uh, water skiing with some family friends. And I was like, I got to look cool for everybody because I'm 16 and it's time to water ski. And they're like, Mm -hmm. hey, so just so you know, like this is going to take like a lot out of you physically to get once you get up there, you got to like the upper body strength really has to be there. Like once you get up, it's, it's cool. You just got to hang on. But so I, I did that and then I, I capsized and then they're like, do you want to go again? I was like, I was like, Oh yeah, yeah. And and the guy who was driving the boat was not like my girlfriend's dad, but like a friend of the family. And uh, he, he actually was married to the secretary of my high school. I've actually told some stories about on this show, like really cool oh, dude. And he was like, he was like, do you want to go again? I was like, yeah. And he and he looked at me. He bent over the boat and he was very quietly was like, are you sure it's a good idea? Because <laughs> I think he knew how <laughs> I was trying to really be impressive. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah I'm ready to go. <laughs> so he's like, OK. So I get back on there and he he takes the boat off. And yep. uh, boy, I did not have it. <laughs> and I just flipped <laughs> up into the air. My arms just couldn't I couldn't grip that thing. And I went flying and, and then uh, they pulled me. They pulled me back onto the boat and everybody had a good laugh at my expense. So I learned a lesson there. Uh, B- Brian, I... Do you want to talk more? Nathan, are you... Do you sure you don't want to share more feelings about this this uh, water ski mishap? I was, like, was going to give you... Uh, I was going to uh, give really you... Gotcha and you good. moved me point, but you've just pushed it yeah. too far, so I'm revoking it. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> just, you know, just, 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 just give us some juicies. That's all. Just give, you know, just give us a couple of juicies. That's, no, that's, that's all I'm asking yeah, for. I can, I can revoke more points. Don't forget it. Okay. Um, fine. I, you, you, both, uh, you both got two points this round, but uh, Brian, I, I gave you a negative negative one movement because I, I i got sad so uh you're just just gonna have to live with it like that's my like your feelings are my yeah. fault yes well i'm still working i'm still working through that sort of problem shit. in therapy but uh until mm-hmm. then right, the scoreboard good. will indicate my own mental issues as it always does got it. uh well that takes us to Fair our enough. number ones oh my gosh mm-hmm. can you believe it we've oh. actually got to the number ones uh brian what's your number one my number one, like I said, was going to be the farthest away from a pedal board, paddle board, paddle boat, whatever it is. It is going to be the Axiom spaceship from Wally. You know, space, Mitch's favorite place. Now, the Axiom <laughs> is it. what was created by basically a Walmart style company called uh, By and Large. It was our way of escaping the planet because we ruined all of the resources here on Earth. So the Axiom is basically a floating mall where all of us humans don't even have to walk anymore. We get to sit in Lazy Boys and go from place to place 
where sodas appear in our hands, <laughs> hot dogs show up in the other, Jesus. and we get wheeled and carted from our room to the pool where we don't even have to get in and then brought right back to it in space where there's actually truly no resemblance of living anymore. What a cool mode of transportation. The Axiom by by and large. So, so no, Isn't no. this the villain in Wally? Well, I, I, I have to, I have to make yes. an admission here, and I've been dreading this ever since Brian sent me his list. Brian, and, be careful. And, be freaking careful. And, right and listeners careful. everywhere, I have an apology to make. I have oh, never Jesus. seen Wally. Fuck Whoa! You. What? You God damn it! Freaking you, dirty little I, slime hole! I know. I can't believe it. I. I have. I want to dump gravel on you and roll you around in a in a bucket of glass. That's what I want to <laughs> do. Do you want to be moved, Nathan? God damn the it! First twenty first twenty minutes of Wally, some of the best cinema you've ever I seen. I have heard this from uh, from friends, from lovers, from family, from politicians. Jesus Christ! From my. Why Ugh. don't you watch Wally? Oh, I'm Nathan. I can't. I gotta watch the last dance again. <laughs> no, you could have been watching Wally instead of finding out how Jordan signed his Nike deal. No, you could have been on Wally. Shame on you. Shame on Bucky. I'm whoa, gonna whoa, watch what? Poker After Dark. <laughs> Hold on, there's another rerun on. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> oh, back to the art flow. They're playing poker in the Bahamas. I, I gotta watch. I I hate so badly that this impression is like when I'm having a bad day and my self esteem is low. That is literally what I think I'm like. <laughs> and for those of you who can't see the video feed, Mitch is doing something like one of those tall, inflaty guys at the car dealership while he talks like that. Which Nathan does do when he stands over an air vent. <laughs> oh. Oh, God. oh, God. Did you know Michael Jordan also loved poker a lot? <laughs> oh, he wasn't very good, though, but he had a lot of money to lose. <laughs> This is, I I wish I hadn't complimented you on that impression last week because I know I can never get rid of this now. This is now part of my life. Oh, okay. Any listeners who want to leave a voicemail of a better impression of me, please go to ubersinko.com. Um, <laughs> That's actually a great plug, Nathan. Way to bring it home. Way to bring it. Yeah, I would, freaking synergy, man. All right, Brian. Brian, this is the... Is the mode of transportation the chair or is it the entire ecosystem? That's that's the key here. You are the chair in the ecosystem. It is all the mode of transportation because as you see what Earth is in the beginning of Wally, -E, anything is better <laughs> than what we left behind. As you know, I did not see what the Earth was like at the beginning of Wally, -E, <laughs> but we'll we'll leave that I there. Mean, you're gonna love it. All right. So what what is the what is the number one advantage of this system? And can you name a disadvantage? Well, the disadvantage is y'all get real fat. <laughs> 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 there is a crowning moment not to spoil towards the end of the movie where a fat guy gets off the chair and learns to walk again. <laughs> like that is a main plot point oh, of the I'd movie. He needs to get he needs to get out of the chair and do something for himself. So there's a lot of uh, uh, hidden innuendo in this movie. We're all big, fat pieces of shit, especially Americans that should really uh, start taking care of ourselves and everything around us a little bit better. And that should pull at your heartstrings. Well, it did. God damn it. <laughs> I, uh, I wanted to penalize you both for the impression, but I just couldn't do it. Uh, <laughs> we're over to Mitch. <laughs> My number one mode of transportation is any car that Phil Ivy is in. Oh, 10 points, <laughs> and we have a winner. <laughs> there we go. No, 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 no. Um, my number one mode of transportation is your mom. Woo, I'm going to be riding her all night. Uh, no, that's a fake one. Okay, all right. But, but, but for real, but for real, but for real, but for real. Here we go, but for real, but for real. My number one is your very own 
tired dogs. And dogs, Ooh. I don't mean pooches or canines. I mean your feet. That's the best way to travel. It's the best way to transport yourself because you don't need anything else. You don't need any money. You don't need any fuel or energy or whatever it is. You just need to get up and go. You don't need any gasoline. You don't need a solar panel. You don't need a plug. You just need your legs. And you get up and you go. I mean, there's there's laws in England that say you have the right to wander. You know, I mean, all the best poetry, all the best fiction, all the best um, movements, literally, of people together are moving together on their freaking feet. You know, the 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 march over the Edmund Pettus Bridge on the feet. It's not in cars, it's not in motorcycles. You know, the the I hate to say it, but the 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 walk around all the bases by Kirk Gibson when he hits the home run mm, in 1988 oh, to right field oh, as dear. he's limping, but he's still he's not in a cart. He's hurt, but he's still using his own damn feet. I think Who? Kirk Gibson, a famous white guy baseball player, <laughs> played for the Dodgers. Sorry. But I just you're just moving with your feet because also there's no better way to connect to your community, the world around you, your neighbors, your friends, new friends you meet on the street, um, dogs walking by, cats that jump out of a bush. You're not gonna meet them unless <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me you've never surprised you're telling me you've never been walking down the sidewalk and you're like, and you're, oh, 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 it's a little kitty cat. Oh, and then you meet it and it's nice. And you got a new furry friend. Feet are the best way to go. You see everything. You experience everything. When you're on vacation, what's the best way to travel? Walking yep, you're on right. your feet. You're not, what's you're... the best way to enjoy your na- your neighborhood? See something you haven't seen before in a location so that you supposedly have seen everything of on your feet. It's the best way to, to experience it. This is – it's primal. Uh, it's spiritual. And it's just at its core, it's human. And that's what we're all trying to do is just connect back to the other humans around us and remember exactly what it's all about for the short time we get on this big spinning globe. Well, I mean, if you think you're getting out of this round without a bonus point for moving me, you're you're getting the bonus point. I do have a follow-up question, which I'm very curious. And I'm going to ask you, this this goes for you too, Brian. But Mitch, you're going to go first. Yep, Mitch. What's the best walk you've ever taken that just pops into your head right now? Anything come to mind? The most recent incredible walk I have taken would be through downtown Zurich when I was in Switzerland. Um, I don't remember the name of the river there, but crossing over the river and then going through like the old part of town, the streets—they're uh, all up, they're down, but they're—but no matter what, they're tiny and they're um, and they're paved with bricks. And walking up through, it's like on the uh, west side of the river, you walk up and you go into this town square. And at the top of the town square, to the right, you can look out over the entire city, the valley. There was like uh, leaves falling out of the trees. It was fall. And then in the middle of the square, there was a group of old gentlemen playing patonk, a game we all love. Uh, and oh, and yes. uh, yeah, and then, and then walking through that park and then down to the other part of the old city just just relaxing beautiful and it doesn't hurt that uh over there you can just snag yourself a little beer from a from a corner store and just just walk with a cold one you know like without you know without fear of impunity as you're going through these beautiful beautiful old neighborhoods so that's my favorite walk that i can remember thus far lovely brian any any favorite walk 2017 it would have been after the first time i met mitch's brother in new york city Mm. I got there before everyone else. Mitch's brother had a whole day of work ahead of him. So I went there and left my bag at Andy's office. And then I had nothing but time to kill and no direction. So I got off at Penn Station. I brought my bag up there. And then I just started walking around New York. I've never been, haven't been since. And it was like every time I turned a corner, I saw something that was like, oh, I've seen that before. And I've seen that before. So it was like a little self-discovery of seeing things until I started taking random turns and then all of a sudden I turned and I ended up in Times Square and I was like, Oh, holy shit. That's pretty cool. Wow. So like just kind of discovering things without a direction. That was the first time that I really truly did that in a place. I was on. Well, that was with. all right. But bo- bo- both of you got bonus points for those. Thank you for sharing those walks with You're me welcome. and the audience. Thank you for asking. And that's, thank you for asking. And that is going to, that is going to close the action on the mm. game. Ooh. The scores oh. have been tallied. And boy, I got to yep. say, this was, a, this was a fun one for me because I was impressed. I was moved. I yep. was forced to write down numbers on a piece of paper. 
And the number I wrote down for Brian was a very healthy and robust 14. But Mitch had a slightly healthier and robustier 18. Very high scoring affair. And Mitch, you did win. I salute you, sir. Thank you so much. I congratulate you. And now we must move on to my fast five to close things Mm -hmm. out, which Mm -hmm. was, as you remember, the top five chairs of all time. I don't know. Does anybody appreciate what I did there? Transportation, chairs is where you sit in one place. I don't know. This is what we call irony (laughs) in the business, folks. (laughs) All right. Top five chairs of all time. Number five, Ernst Stravo Blofeld's black leather swivel chair from the Bond movies. You can't tell me you've never dreamed away a rainy afternoon wishing you could slowly spin around to face your enemies while stroking your pet cat. The chair that created one of the greatest villain archetypes in pop culture. Number four, Stephen Hawking's wheelchair. Home to the keister of the most brilliant man of our lifetimes. If his cameo on The Simpsons is to be believed, that baby had a helicopter blade that could be deployed at will. Number three, <laughs> Holly Golightly's clawfoot bath couch from Breakfast at Tiffany's. She literally had a sofa that was a bathtub cut in half. Adorable and quirky, just like its owner. But you can't tell me that thing is even remotely comfy. But if I was getting cozy with Audrey Hepburn in 1961, you bet I'd find a way to tough it out. And number two, (laughs) the red leather chair in my grandma's living room. My grandma sat in her blue rocking chair. I sat in the leather chair that had been my grandfather's, who I sadly never met. We both had our caffeine-free Coke. Caffeine didn't agree with me then, and it it doesn't now. And we drank it out of whiskey tumblers. Whiskey tumblers agree with me then, and they do now. And from these cozy perches, we would watch Michael Jordan destroy all comers throughout the 1990s. Here's to you, Grandma Lillian. And number one, the greatest chair of all time, Frank Sinatra, the chairman of the board. Old blue eyes, the coolest of the crooners, the sultan of swoon. Look out for him next week on our most meticulously researched list of the top five musicians people have banged to. <laughs> and that's this week's edition of Uber Cinco. Hopping off the Southport Brown Line on the north side of Chicago has been Mitch Brinkman. And driving a big red minivan with the license plate RCBAE, because RC Cola is so bay, has been <laughs> Brian. Ernst. I'm Nathan Hennenfent. As the great Mitch Hedberg said, I want a map of the world up in my house, and then I'm going to put pins into all the locations I've traveled to. But first, I'm going to have to travel to the top two corners of the map so it won't fall down. Auf Wiedersehen and adios. <laughs> You've just listened to Uber Cinco, a production of UBK Studios. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your fine podcasts from. If you like what you hear and want to support the show, please visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash ubkstudios. Every little bit helps us keep the lights on and the bill collectors at bay. Keep tabs on us on all the social media at UBK Studios, and most importantly, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see that we really are just a bunch of good Midwestern boys. Yeah.